Welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast with Clark Van Deventer. I'm Monica, and we're excited to have the opportunity to help you raise more money for your nonprofit than you ever thought possible by developing deeper and more meaningful relationships with your donors. This podcast is designed to get you thinking, to challenge you, to inspire you, and to give you some practical tools that you can use right now in your work as a fundraiser. If you hear something that you'd like to learn more about, or if Clark mentions a resource you'd like to get your hands on, just email me. My email address is monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. We offer a variety of services to nonprofits and development professionals, from DIY, that's do-it-yourself, to DWY, done with you, to DFY, that's done for you. To learn more, just email me at monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. All right, without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, Clark Van Diefender here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to season two of the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast all right so what makes this season two versus season one like what's the difference all right so you may have noticed when the podcast started this morning we had some updated music all right monica had a little updated message for you just to kind of get us going all right so funny story about how the podcast started all right so uh, i don't know a year ago monica kept saying to me hey we got we to start a podcast we got to start a podcast we got to start a podcast and I kept saying, no, no, I don't want to start. Like, I like the idea of starting a podcast, but I wasn't uh, ready to commit to making an awesome podcast. And because I wasn't ready to commit to making it awesome, I, I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And then one day I got an email from somebody and they said, hey, Clark, um, I'd love to get a, my hands on a copy of the, you know, the, uh, the do, the donor evaluation worksheet that you mentioned in episode eight and I was all confused because why what do you mean episode eight and um what Monica had done is that she (laughs) I was doing these Facebook live videos already and Monica had started uh ripping the audio from those Facebook lives and had created a podcast so we had (laughs) like eight or ten or twelve episodes of the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast before I even knew that we had a podcast. <laughs> so that's how the the podcast started. And uh, so I, t- I took a little break at the end of last year, uh, now as we've gone into 2020. And so it was, it was just a natural time to sort of say, okay, now let's, uh, we, we had done a lot of episodes, 70 episodes, I think, and, Gosh, a lot of listeners, a lot of followers. We've met a lot of people. A lot of people have contacted us, reached out to us. And it's uh, been the the beginning of a lot of good and, and uh, fun relationships. And so now we're kind of going to take season two to dig in a little deeper. So look forward to continuing to bring you uh, great content on the podcast. Uh, what you're looking at right now or listening to right now. Episode one, season two, excited to dig back in. And you can expect new episodes now on a weekly basis, two or three times a week. All right, so uh, big big transition for the, for us. We're going to talk about this. I may talk about this a little bit more uh, in an episode later this week. Uh, we moved to Guatemala. 
So um, uh, I have this up. I, I wrote a longer announcement on the Major Gifts Fundraiser Facebook page and on LinkedIn. But um, we've moved to Guatemala. Shouldn't uh, really make a big difference to our clients and those of you who we interact with. If we hadn't told you, you probably wouldn't know. But um, I'm coming to you today from Guatemala. All right. What I want to talk about today is... What, sorry, as I take a sip of my coffee. What I want to talk about today um, is a great topic for the beginning of the year. And I know we're getting to the end of January. But I spend a lot of time at the end of each year and at the beginning of each year. So it's sort of this, the, the two coming together, right? The end of the year, the beginning of the year. Really evaluating where I've come from. What, like, what just happened in the previous year. What were my goals coming into the year? Did I accomplish what I wanted to accomplish? Did I have the right goals? What pivots did I need to make? Like, just where am I at? Just a self-assessment. Um, and a big question is always like, were they the right goals? Um, or what came up that I didn't expect? And then the second thing I do is just plan for the year ahead. And this year, with our move to Guatemala, uh, that process was more drawn out because... We were so consumed. We moved down here on January 8th. We were so consumed by getting our house ready. Our house in Lake Tahoe is on Airbnb now. Uh, so we were so consumed by getting our house ready, getting packed up and getting down here that I had a hard time committing the necessary time to, to really thinking about my goals for 2020. Uh, so that process has been a little bit more drawn out this year. And... Um, and, and for me, it's a, this is a really big year in terms of self-evaluation and goals. I turned 40 this year. Uh, it's just one of those milestone birthdays. And, and I've, just, I've been doing a lot of self-evaluation. Uh, where am I? And have, have I accomplished uh, what I want to accomplish? Are, are these the right goals for my life and then for this year as we move into this year? What I want to talk about, though, specifically today has to do with uh, if you're listening to this podcast uh, around the time I'm recording it, today's January 27th. Yesterday, January 26th, uh, we I, I opened up Facebook and it was like 11 minutes after first the news had first broke that Kobe Bryant had died in a helicopter crash, and it actually affected me in a in wow kind of the, a big way. So I'm not a huge. Uh, sports fan in the sense that I don't watch a lot of like popular sports NFL or NBA or or whatever but I do actually follow a lot of the storylines in sports and I grew up uh, really watching sports so I grew up in Indiana where that's just the culture I live in California now and it's just not I live in Guatemala now it's just not so like for me, I always think about this like one of the biggest difference of my kids, youth versus my youth. When I was a kid, like all these things, um, the NBA, the NFL were a big deal and like they're not to my kids. But I continue, even though I don't watch the sports, I continue to follow the storylines. And Kobe Bryant is someone who I loathed. I loathed for so much of his career. And came to admire so much later in his career. Uh, what I admired about Kobe Bryant, and this is what I'm going to talk about today, was his intensity of purpose. 
He was somebody who eked every bit of value out of the talents that he was given, right? He, he, was, um, he was always mentally honed in. And it was one of the things that, that people who played with Kobe Bryant talk about, it, it, how hard it was to be his teammate because he was so intense. And he expected so much of his teammates and he expected so much of himself. So, and, and he and Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal, who was a teammate of his, Shaq was famous for um, coming into training camp every year overweight and not taking basketball super seriously, uh, having lots of other interests and diversions in his life, um, being fun and playful, not being super serious. And it was one of the things that led to the breakdown of their relationship, they they had they they for those of you who didn't follow, right? They were on the same team, the Los Angeles Lakers, for a number of years. I think won three championships together, but their relationship broke down, and and Shaq ends up being shipped off to Miami, uh, place for the Miami Heat. Kobe Bryant stays in Los Angeles, and Kobe was frustrated with Shaquille O'Neal because he felt like Shaq didn't take basketball seriously enough. He didn't work hard enough. He wasn't intense enough, and um, so I've I've admired. Uh, Kobe Bryant because of his intensity and because of his um, just the the goal-seeking mechanism that he had in his brain. And I've talked about this a lot um, in different venues in fundraising, but also just in life, like how how my family and I moved to Guatemala. Um, And people sometimes ask us, like, how do you do that? And the answer to the question is, is that we can have almost anything we want in life so that so much as uh, so long as we want it enough right like and so for me one of the great uh, humbling realizations in life has been that anything that I I want that I don't have I have to confess to myself that I maybe I don't really want it (laughs) you know like if I so for me, a goal over the course of my life has been to learn Spanish. It's been a goal I've been pretty serious, quote unquote, pretty serious about. I say that I've wanted it for eight or ten years. I first came to Guatemala eight years ago. And here I am eight or ten years later, and I still don't know really how to speak Spanish. And so at some point I have to say, do I really want it? Like, am I serious about this goal? And for me, part of the move to Guatemala was getting serious about a goal. It was like, look, Clark, you, you say that you've had this goal, but you it's been eight years and you still don't know how to speak Spanish, right? Beyond very basic things, right? And so, Clark, if you're serious about this goal of learning how to speak Spanish, like you need to take some deliberate action in order to learn how to speak Spanish. So not the only reason, but one of the reasons we moved down here was we wanted to immerse ourselves in this culture. And I, it was like, if I'm ever going to learn how to speak Spanish, this is my opportunity to do it. By the way, going back to goals and knowing what your goals are. When I was 35 years old, I sat down and I wrote um things that I wanted to accomplish by the time I was 40. It was like every time I come to one of these milestone birthdays, like when I turned 30, it was like it's going to be easier to turn 30 if I know that I've checked some big things off the list. When I was 35, 
I sat down and, and thought about where do I want to be by the time I'm 40. And one of the things on that list was, look, I, I want to be able to be conversational in Spanish. I want to be able to go to a Spanish-speaking country and really converse in, in Spanish. And like a year ago, I'm looking at this, thinking, okay, I have a year until I turn 40. Where am I at? And I see that goal, right? I, I said I had this goal to learn to speak Spanish by the time I was 40. I'm 39 now. And I'm still not speaking Spanish. What am I going to do now? Right? Because I, I got a year. And so it was, again, not the only reason. But it was one more thing that pulled us down here. Look, if I'm serious about this, if it's really a goal, it's like I need to take some deliberate action. So we can have almost anything we want in life. So long as that we want it enough, that we truly want it, and we... we Obsess over it, and then we begin to take deliberate action. So, work with my kids on their goals. Um, it's like it's funny. It's just what we do in our family, and I talk with them about: Is it in your heart, right? Like, do you are you writing this goal down because you think you should, or because you really want it? And it doesn't really work to write down goals that we think should be goals. Goals have to come from deep down inside of us. So the question is, like, do you really, really, really want it? You know, do you really, really, really want it? And I think sometimes we write things down or we say something is a goal that we think should be a goal, but we don't really want it. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, I want to delve a little bit more into this topic of uh, mental mastery. Um, and just uh, figuring out what you want in life and, and taking control of your life. And, and I want to help you achieve your goal. So the question is, like, for you as a fundraiser, what is your goal? What do you want to accomplish? How much money do you want to raise? Where do you want to be in this field? Like, do you truly desire to be among the best in this field? Right? Like, do you truly aspire to raise a million dollars this year, right? Like, and if that's your goal, like what are you willing to do to accomplish that goal? Are you willing to take another trip? Are you willing to, to have a hundred discovery meetings this year? Are you willing to make the ask that uh, really has you nervous, right? Are you willing to do these things? And then identifying what are your self-limiting beliefs. Beliefs that in some way hold you back. They hold you back and keep you from even trying. All right. So if you think you can't close a million-dollar gift, you never will. Right. And then think about who do you want to emulate. So going back to Kobe Bryant, right? Like there's this great video. If you're a basketball fan at all, or even if you have an appreciation for the game, go to YouTube and Google, or not Google, or search these videos where they have um, done these montages, these video montages of, of Kobe and Michael Jordan. So Kobe so respected Michael Jordan's game. He was like trying to emulate Michael Jordan. He wanted to be the next Michael Jordan, right? And he mimicked his game so closely that they've created these videos where the, they're showing a highlight of Michael Jordan 
And midway through the highlight, they transition to Kobe, and it's Kobe finishing the play. And the Kobe's game was it's so closely mirrored Michael Jordan's game because Kobe saw greatness and was like, I want to emulate that. I want to be that. And he studied that game. And so for you, I want you to, to find a fundraiser, you know, find someone that you can mimic that, and say, I want to be like that person, right? I want to approach a situation the way they approach a situation, all right? I'm going to study the way they have raised money, and I'm going to raise money that way. So uh, years ago, I had a, a client who I... Uh, who I, co- I coached their development team. They had a, a fairly uh, young and inexperienced development team, and I became a mentor to their development team. And they used to joke around, like, what would Clark do? Like, how would Clark approach this situation? If their boss uh, pushed them on something that maybe they didn't agree with, they would say to their boss, like, I don't think Clark would do it that way. And, and it's just saying that... Uh, their boss respected me and respected my approach and trusted my approach to fundraising. Just saying that would give them pause and say, it would give him pause and he'd go, well, you, you, you may be right. So just like Kobe did, like, and if I can be that for you, great. Like, uh, I want to be that for you. Okay. I did that with Jerry Panis. Jerry Panis was my hero, my mentor, right? That's, that's the person who who I emulated, who I wanted to be like. And, I, and truly, I do want to be, I want to be the Jerry Panis of my generation. That's my goal, right? Jerry's passed away now, but I still approach fundraising a lot of times and ask myself, what would Jerry do? I'm trying to emulate Jerry's game the way that Kobe tried to emulate Michael Jordan's game. So um, Kobe Bryant has passed away. It's, it's a sad moment, right? Um, I, and it's funny that we get so, um, like the a sports f- figure can, can so dominate the news, but anytime someone passes young, he was 41 years old, it ought to make us realize how, uh, fleeting and how precious life is. And it ought to make us want to live with a greater intensity of purpose. And I had that thought yesterday when Kobe, when I saw the news that Kobe had passed away. Am I living life with an intensity of purpose? All areas of life. And even this morning, I asked myself, all right, because now I turn 40 on March 4th. That's my 40th birthday. And so now I'm looking at, I got just more than a month, right? And I was like, what what can I do? I've got just over a month, right? So I actually share, I have a friend, uh, not a close friend, but this is someone who uh, 10 or 12 years ago, they came into my life and we realized that we shared the same birthday, the exact same birth date, like March 4th, 1980. And um, we, we like don't talk frequently, right? We're friends on Facebook, that kind of thing. But uh, right after the first of the year, January 2nd, 3rd, somewhere in there, I I wrote to her and I sent her a note. And I was like, hey, you know, Kyle, we have, you and I both have, right? Two, a little more than two months, 60 something days until we turn 40. Like, what do you want to accomplish before you're 40? You got 60 days to do it. 
and um, and just someone dying at the age of forty one. It's so tragic that uh, it ought to it ought to make you want to seize the day. And uh, so that's my message to you this this morning. Live like Kobe, right? That's what I want to do. I want to live like Kobe. I want to live with an intensity of purpose. I want to figure out what my goals are, and I want to go after them. All right. And I love that Thomas Carlyle quote that I've shared before on this podcast, um, that a, a man of a, of a half volition seems to make no progress no matter how smooth the path, right? But a man of a full volition seems to uh, steadily plug away and make progress no matter how difficult the path. And I think if you, if you take two people in the same background, same um, same education, same circumstances, same same talent, whatever. You'll always see that it's the one with the greater intensity of purpose who accomplishes the most in life, right? Um, all right, that's it. William James. All right, one more quote for you. William James, the greatest revolution of my life is the discovery that individuals can change the outer aspects of their lives by changing the inner attitudes of their minds. All right, that's it. Welcome to season two of the Major Gifts Fundraiser Podcast. If you have topics you'd like me to take on, shoot me an email, clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. Thanks. Have a great day. Hey, Monica here again. Clark is always talking about mindset. He decides he wants to do something and he obsesses over it. It drives me a little bit crazy sometimes. But a few years ago, I watched Clark get really into fitness. He lost 100 pounds and people would ask him all the time how he did it. They wanted to talk to him about diet and were maybe a little disappointed, but Clark wanted to talk to them about mindset. And if you want to be a great fundraiser, if you want to do great things to advance your mission, you need to spend your mental energy and time thinking and talking about fundraising. Listening to this podcast is one great thing you can do. Also, liking our Facebook page, Major Gifts Fundraiser. Just search for that on Facebook. You can also sign up at majorgiftsfundraiser.com to get email tips and inspiration delivered right to your inbox. If you're looking for something more substantial, Clark is testing a few new products with a small group of committed development professionals. To find out more about that, just email me at monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. Thanks for listening.